Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfect Podcast. I am personally very excited for us to be interviewing Chris, owner and creator of Loopy Wool today, because I have a specific interest in this line of creative work because I love to crochet. Chris grew up in Salisbury, New Brunswick on a dairy farm, and uh, she and her family have actually run a number of businesses over the years, including her great-grandfather, Fred Colpitz who contributed to the popularity of the Silver Fox and its importance here in Salisbury, New Brunswick. Chris learned to rug hook from her aunt more than 25 years ago and immediately took to the craft. She started Loopy Wool back in 2015, selling rug hook supplies online. The shop and the business uh, focuses on hand-dyed wool and modern abstract design. Later this year, Loopy Wool will actually be opening a retail space in Salisbury. So the studio will have a range of items from different fiber arts, including rug hooking, punch needle, needle felting, crochet, and knitting. They also plan to have classes and workshops as well. Chris is a dog mom to Oscar a bonus mom and an aunt. She also is an introvert, a traveler, and a lover of podcasts, particularly ones that educate or inspire others. Hmm. (laughs) Without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hi, great. How are you? Good. So we're glad to have you on the show today. Uh, Some exciting things happening for you with uh, the soon-to-be opening of your uh, new storefront. Um, Why don't you start by letting us know who Chris is and what your interests are? Sure. Um, Well, hi, everyone. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I grew up in Salisbury, New Brunswick, which is where you both are as well. And um, I, uh, I'm, I lived in some other places, but I moved back to, um, to New Brunswick about 10 years ago. Um, my career throughout my life was mainly market research. So I did marketing in my uh, undergrad, and then um, I worked in market research for 15 years uh, with a Halifax company. Uh, so a bit of a marketing background, hmm. um, but I've always um, I've always loved rug hooking. So my I learned it seems hard to believe that it's been 25 years, but I learned 25 years ago uh, it was a uh, Christmas break during university and my aunt, um, who is a prolific rug hooker, and she actually learned rug hooking from her great aunt. Uh, in the 70s, my grandmother and my great aunt took a class in Riverview uh, for rug hooking. And then my mm. great aunt continued rug hooking. She taught my aunt. I was home for Christmas and my aunt taught me. And honestly, it was the first time I ever felt artistic. I up until then, there I I just had no, I I didn't do well in art class. I couldn't <laughs> paint. I couldn't draw. I uh, I I never felt like there was that side of me. And there was just something about the relaxation and the rhythm of rug hooking, and it felt really easy. And uh, I immediately um, started uh, 
working on projects. My aunt was amazing at sending me wool while I was at university so I could keep uh, <laughs> keep creating. And uh, I did that throughout my 20s and my 30s. And I, um, I would often design my own rugs uh, and without a lot of planning. I'm not great at planning those types of things ahead of time. Uh, and um, a few years ago, I... I think I was just in a bit of a rut and I had difficulty, I guess, finding some of the things rug cooking related that really appealed to me. And that's what prompted me to start Loopy Wool. So I was in my basement. Uh, I started with a wall of products and kits and then I started dyeing more wool in my kitchen and uh, making patterns and going to shows. I went to a number of, of shows over the years and talking to people about rug cooking and it just really it it grew and grew uh but it was only during covid that it really started to be something that i would consider wanting to do a uh, a retail space i was always pretty happy being online as you mentioned i'm an introvert so <laughs> that kind of uh online really worked well for me um, but in the last uh, couple of years, I, I had started to explore opening a retail space, and now it's happening. I can look out the window and see my building being constructed right now. Wow. Oh, so you're like right across the street-ish. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's going neat. up really cool. Um, it's going up really quick because um, I know I had just seen the plot and the sign had been put up. And then suddenly I went up the road the other day and it was like half up. So that's crazy. Did you ever imagine that you're going to have a storefront like that? Never. Definitely <laughs> not. Yeah. <laughs> so do you plan to... Um, it'll just be you in there or do you plan to have some staff as well as time progresses or I'm definitely going to hire staff I yeah. I am it's I've been struggling to do it all myself and I have um my uh my uh, bonus kids and my uh, nieces and nephews all help and my husband helps but I need I need an actual an actual team of people for uh for what I have planned Wow. That's really cool. Well, and you had mentioned, to... To... oh, sorry, go ahead, mom. No, go ahead. I interrupted you. You go ahead. I, I was <laughs> just going to say, I uh, think it's really cool that you're doing workshops as well, because a lot of times what tends to deter people is just the fear of, I don't even know where to start. And uh, that was definitely where I was at with crochet until a friend had actually shown me how to do it. So it's just the initial fear. And then once you learn how to do it, you're kind of off to the races. So that's kind of cool that you're going to offer that eventually. And that's one of the main questions I get when I do a show is, will you offer classes? Because that's how uh, you can look at a video, but to actually have someone show you and walk you through it, it's, yeah. that's, what, that's what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. So okay. I wanted to know about the name. <laughs> is there a story behind it? It's funny. It took me several months to come up with that name because yeah. I I knew the kind of vibe I was going for and I wanted it to be unique and then there's all those business considerations about the domain name being available yeah. and that type right. of thing right um and uh certainly the word loop is used a lot in rug cooking so there are a number of businesses that um that use loop um and then it just I don't know there was just one day where loopy came to me and it kind of felt quirky and a little a yeah. little you know 
I, I don't know. It was it, it, as soon as I uh, it occurred to me, that was it. And and everything was available business wise. So it worked out. I think, I think it's, it's super, perfect. Yeah, it's super cute. <laughs> <laughs> and picking business names are definitely a hard uh, thing to go through. People think it's just like, oh, we'll just name it whatever you want. With the podcast, that was hard for us. Um, And especially between two people, you know, you go back and forth and I don't like that one. Well, I like this one. And why don't you like that one? And and mom recently just opened her own clinic. So she had a, a hard time picking a name for that. Many, many yeah. a trips up to the big stop having coffee and cake and her <laughs> what asking if it's me. This and what if it's, and you can get so absorbed in the minor details of things. Like it's almost like a bit of a procrastination thing. I found that, you know, and you're at this crossroads of what am I going to call the business? And Yes, some of that matters, but in the end, like, is it that groundbreaking? Like, I just need to get open, right? So, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, no, um, I love the name. Thank you. <laughs> so just wanted to know a few more things about you. Uh, what makes you feel most inspired or like your best self? It could very well be, you know, your business and what you're doing, or maybe it's something totally not what we're expecting. I. I, it is related to the business. I think it is inventing or problem solving. Like mm -hmm. if I, if I'm confronted with, you know, oh, this isn't working that well. I love figuring out a better way to do it or try something different or try multiple things and see what works. And that like having a, a day where I can solve a problem or make something better. I, I just love that. And I've been fortunate through, through my career and now through this, that I've, I get to do that on a daily basis. Do you like math? I do. I'm a little nerdy that way. Okay. I, I, I was, cause I, I, the way you were explaining that, I was like, that's me 110% <laughs> and I love math. So, okay. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really neat. So just the generalization of problem solving. And I know that can sometimes happen with crochet for sure so I'm sure rug cooking it's similar you know you end up and you've realized you've done the whole you know past 20 minutes wrong and you have to kind of take a left turn yeah yeah for sure yeah and I like I love what I've been able to do with loopy is uh you know I can try new it's just me right now so I can try new things and if they don't work they don't work and um, I introduced a new pattern line today, actually, and that was kind of trial and error of, of I had a vision of what I wanted to, to see if I could figure it out. And it, I did figure it out and it works. These are cool. examples of their color patterns now that we're never. Yeah, I was going to ask if, I was going to ask if that's what it was in the, the shot there. Did you want to maybe show us what that is? Sure. So this is uh, this is just a pattern. Um, it's on a. I don't know if you can see that's a bit of a mesh. So it's on a. Yeah. This is a linen background, and uh, the pattern uh, is full color, which is what's different uh, now that I've uh, I figured out a process to do that. <laughs> um, and I can show you a quick little demo of that'd be really cool works. for those who are listening and not seeing it might not be that interesting <laughs> maybe I'll try to take a couple snapshots so I can add it to Facebook or something like that <laughs> uh so what you need is actually really simple it's it's a hook and there's different sized hooks uh but it's very similar to a crochet hook 
and you can use yarn or um, or wool strips. So I don't hook very often with yarn. I mainly use the wool strips. That's what I learned on. But a lot of people, uh, especially because yarn can be more readily available, mm. a lot of people do hook just with yarn. Um, but for the wool strips, it's basically a piece of wool fabric, and that's what I what I dye. And then there's a special cutter that kind of looks like a, a spaghetti uh, or a plastic slicer that slices <laughs> it up into strips. So it's not that um, dissimilar in width to a piece of yarn when it's mm. a wool strip. Uh, and it's super easy to do when you were saying about crochet and backtracking. Well, the great thing about this is when you make a mistake, it's really easy to change. You can just pull it, pull it out. out. You just pull it out, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> which is which is why it's the perfect craft for me that it's you make a mistake, <laughs> you can just change your mind. Cool. Um, so all it is, is I'm just going to hold the the strip underneath um, the pattern. And you put the hook in and bring up a little piece to start. Yeah. And then I just go in the next hole and you bring up a loop. I don't know if you can see that very well. And that's all it is. That's the one thing you need to know. So all you're doing is pulling up these loops. And when you get to the end of the piece, you just grab a new piece. Yeah, exactly. So and... I was just going to ask what the yarn, yarn typically do people choose the strips because the yarn can just end up this big, long mesh of tangled upness or <laughs> it's, it's really a preference like the yarn. Um, let me just grab a, a piece here. The yarn works very similar and people um, you can mix both strips and yarn in the same piece. It gives a bit of texture. But yarn works the same way. So if I was going to do a bit of the yellow, you bring it up and you're just bringing up loops with the yarn too. Huh. And switching colors is really easy. That's really neat. I gives you a bit of a different look. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize the process was like that. I've never looked into it myself, but um my sister-in-law, I guess you could say, she does a lot of that sort of stuff. And she's always putting pictures of what she's done. And her and I kind of compare and go, oh, it's really cool what you did with crochet or it's really cool what you did with that. And But I didn't realize it was like that. I've seen, what do you call the round piece that holds it, like stretches oh, the it hoop. out? The hoop. The hoop. It's, okay. just, it's just a hoop. It's just a quilting hoop. Yeah. Okay. To me, yeah. that's intimidating. I've, yeah. I see them all the time and I'm like, that must make it extra hard. I don't know. <laughs> so there's, there's frames that people sit at a table and work on a frame. I yeah. learned on a hoop and it's uh, even, I've hooked a four by six rug and I used a hoop the whole time. You just move it around as you're working on the piece. Um, so it's really a preference, but some people would prefer to, to sit upright and have the piece kind of static in a frame as well. That's really kind of neat. Really, And the, I'll just show you the, the back of it lies flat. So when you're okay, that's actually, oh, that's good to know. I was going to say growing up, somebody gave me at Christmas time, I don't know, I was six or seven years old, one of the old ones and it, it had a hook, but it was larger and it had a little catch. Ah, uh, that is latch hooking. Yeah, but you just said the little pieces of wool this yeah. long. So I'm like trying to watch what you're doing and you're holding the, so you need two hands for this craft, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And most 
I, I hear that all the time. Most people latch hooked something when they were a kid. Yeah. And and that's what comes to mind. Yeah. And it this is, you know, the look of this is less shag carpet right. style. And right. um, and then there's lots of different options with this. Like the strip widths can vary. So I'm using a, a quite a, a thin strip right now, but you can hook with quite a wide strip that gives you a bit of a different look. It goes faster as well. So hmm. Um, and then, as I said, you decide you made a mistake, you just pull it out and start again. So that's the... Uh... So it's the one piece and you're catching it along the way. You're not sewing it in or, or that's right. you're you, just pulling you, it. Exactly. You don't have to knot it or tie it. It just stays put once all the other bits are around it. There's, there's nothing else, just that one kind of motion. That's really cool. Thanks yeah. for showing us that. That's really kind of neat. And it's not intimidating once you've shown it to us. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's thinking, really easy. like we're gonna make our boyfriends do this at Christmas time, right? Craft. <laughs> We've tried painting, didn't go over so well. So, you know. <laughs> Maybe this is their calling. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> you never, you never know. I have, I have several. Uh, my husband just started uh, working on a little project and my my brother Hi. Rob cooked many years ago that just a few pieces so there's uh, it, the reason I like it so much is because that rhythm you don't have to count anything there's not a lot of paying attention so I can yeah. watch TV and do this and there's just I just find something really meditative about doing that and how quickly you can see results like you yeah can, you can work for 20 30 minutes and have a bit of it done and, and kind of get a vision of how it's going to turn out. And you can stop at any time. It's not like you have to finish a row or whatever. You can just, yeah. okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, what uh, What is your biggest re regret or failure, if you have any? We've realized that some people don't, apparently. So <laughs> Not just with business either. Like, it can be anything in life. Yeah. I I don't regret a lot. Um, I, I think with, and it, I, I would say the failures that come to mind do are business related and business is failing. Like you constantly try things that don't work or that yep. never sell or that people don't like. And so I feel like there's an, an element of failure throughout running a business. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't actually consider that there's things that I regret. I don't know if that's. <laughs> no, <Nope>, that <laughs> is great. totally, that's totally fine. But you're right about the failures. And it's fair to say that we often make failures to figure out what the next best move is. But um, it's just, yeah, I said, if you have any, because mom and I, before we started the podcast, we always thought everybody had those because we both have regrets, but we've realized that a lot of people don't and they just go, oh, well, that's just the way it is and we're going to move forward. So it's commendable, that's for sure. Yeah. So I want to ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I, I love that. I um, I I worked uh, for this uh, this company for 15 years and and I loved it and I very much enjoyed my time there but I was meant to be an entrepreneur now that I'm doing it I the things about your day is your own and you know your mistakes are yours but your successes are yours and I I love the freedom of being able to plan my day out how I'm feeling that day or how it suits me like 
this is, I love helping people and showing them this craft that maybe they've never seen before. And I, I'm, this, this is really what I want to be. That's <laughs> so awesome. So, no, that's exciting for you too. And it's cool that you live right across the street. And I was going to say earlier, I just totally forgot. It's such first impression is, is it such a niche market? Um, but your location is prime location. So I'm really excited for you. And I mean, you're within close proximity to me, so I'm definitely going to stop in, but your location is such a good spot that I think you are just going to be so busy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, excited. It was really exciting to, to pick Salisbury for that, that, that yeah. you know, that it is my hometown where I grew up, but that I was able to get have a property that's so close to the highway yeah um also I'll just let you know I don't I live in Moncton I don't live in Salisbury but I'm in the um there's a temporary space right now on the lot which is where my workshop is right now so that's oh, okay. where I am right gotcha. now yeah <laughs> that's really cool don't yeah. come knocking at the door yeah, <laughs> yeah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's cool that you dye your own stuff as well because that is a whole other craft in itself is my assumption I've heard that some people just dye stuff and don't necessarily do the workshops or um the kits you do kits as well right yeah, yeah so that's you're just doing it all which is kind of cool it's it's really fun like the dyeing aspect of it where you can try different things and all the colors end up being beautiful and um a funny joke that uh if you look at the yearbook from jma from from my year i think i think it said what i would be doing in the future is a mad scientist in a basement and i feel a bit like i'm turning into that mad scientist that's funny <laughs> but it's cool too because um if someone was looking for a specific color you would probably be able to help them with that because... i i can do custom dyeing so i've had people ask for a send me a sample and they want a duplicate and um I've gotten much better at that over the years but yeah I, I, can, uh, I can I can come up with any color that's this, I'm just sitting here thinking like what a completely different world that I didn't even know existed <laughs> <laughs> right like that I just thought all these kits came from Amazon or your craft store like people actually do this and you're opening up a shop that's so great it's it makes you realize how you know like you we live we all live in boxes and yeah. and measure everything against our own you know frame of reference yeah yeah and a lot of the businesses in all these you know there's a lot of niche wool um crafting areas and that's what a lot of them are are kind of one person shop putting everything together in their house and and selling online or going to shows like there's a there's a lot uh a lot more like me I think out there that I've also had the opportunity to meet um in recent years which has been great yeah and it tends to be with communities like that super supportive super willing to like give you the inside scoop of the shortcuts of things and whatever so yeah um moving forward um what keeps you going opening a business must be intimidating and all oh, of the build like it's not even like you're just putting yourself in a spot where the building's already there like you're building the building and everything like that that must have been a lot of work up for you it's terrifying yes yeah. <laughs> um 
I would say there's um, a lot of ups and downs. I, I actually in the last year have connected with people who are doing this or a similar thing. So through networking, my friends have introduced me to other, you know, someone who's running a retail shop in Moncton or someone who just opened their business in COVID in Halifax. And I, these people are willing to talk to me and share their experiences and everybody's terrified. Like yeah. they, you know, they have, they say entrepreneurship, I've heard entrepreneurship is lonely or, uh, you know, you, you're going to have a lot of people tell you why it doesn't work. You've got to have the confidence every day to get up and say, yes, this will work. And that's, you know, some days that doesn't happen. <laughs> some days right. you just think maybe this is a mistake or this is impossible. So um, I think I'm so enthusiastic about it that that helps get me over those bad days. Yeah. Um, but certainly this is, it is mildly terrifying for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you, to be your own cheerleader is uh, terrifying and intimidating. And you're the only person that you really have at the end of the day, which is terrifying. But um, mom always says this to me. She always says some of the best things I've done in life have been by myself. So to have your own business and to open something on your own, even though, like you said, it's scary and intimidating, like eventually like five years from now you'll be like oh that was old news like <laughs> yeah I should have done that way sooner or whatever yeah. it's the same with the podcast for us and I keep referring back to that because it's so relatable because it took us we talked in 2020 about starting a podcast we didn't buy the equipment till 2021 and we didn't record until 2022 so wow. it took us so long to get over ourselves and to just go, you know what, screw it. Let's just do it and let's see and, what happens. And and it's just for fun us. Like we're not yeah. even trying to make a buck. So when you're fronting for a, a location and a build and all those things, yeah, definitely. It took us three years to get off the ground just, you know, as a hobby. So. Yeah, right. But what you're doing is terrifying. You, you know, you're putting yourself out there every, every week to, yeah. I, I'm very, I'm very impressed that. that Not as and, bad as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful in the beginning for me, but Kennedy's like, mom, stop, you know. <laughs> it's hard to get over yourself. You like, and I mean, I can put a, a front on, but I mean, I'm still, terrified to do things with the podcast as is but mom was just more forthcoming I think with you know being fearful <laughs> about You're talking good. publicly well and you, team. you yeah you had so much other experience like I was never in the spotlight and you were some so that was a real change for me and the whole technology thing and me not being, you know spring chicken and all that's a little intimidating but it's been good for growth yeah I think she does a good job <laughs> oh yeah so. you guys are great <laughs> well Chris why don't you tell us what the most important thing that you've learned in life so far is oh it's very related to to what we just talked about and I would say I work on it on a daily basis and it's not taking myself too seriously so it's yeah it's I'm better at it than I than I was years ago, but it's still I and I know I have to get better at it even still because this business will be putting myself out there to a degree that I've never experienced before. And 
you need a thick skin to do that. And I think the way to do that is laugh. And I just have to, to be a little bit better, I think, at, at not taking myself seriously. Yeah, well, our limitations are only as far as we put them, right? So we often like underestimate what we're able to do. And then it's like I said, in five years time, you'll be like, oh, pish posh. It was whatever. <laughs> I'm super yeah. excited for you. I'm excited yeah. to see what the shop looks like and stuff. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Do you have an open date yet or you don't want to announce that? Well, I don't have an exact date yet. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that it will be ready to go when I want it to be ready to go. And I'm, I'm hoping that by mid-November, I'll be able to have a grand opening. Wow. And, Fun. Uh, right before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, perfect yeah. time to buy uh my boyfriend a kit and uh, a <laughs> workshop <laughs> excellent <laughs> uh just one last question for you chris um what makes you imperfect so i expected this question and yeah. i i actually uh, i think the introvert in me gave this a lot of thought um <laughs> and uh i have a, a little story related to this um when i was in my mid-20s i uh, I did a, an MBA program, and in the first week of class, the professor was standing up in front of 75 MBA students, and he said, how many of you are firstborn or only children? And 90% of the room put their hand up. Wow. I'm a middle child. Wow. I, I immediately thought, oh my God, I don't belong here. And I think that an introvert, I found it's, I struggled a lot in business school for that reason, because I, I was not as comfortable, I think, doing some things that I felt like came easy or, or was, was more natural to my colleagues. Mm. Um, and I can see that now on reflection wouldn't have been great in that moment if I had thought, oh, I bring a different perspective, but I didn't, I felt, you know, that imposter syndrome and, and, you know, that, that I'm going to stand out in some way. Um, so I, I see now that what I considered to be maybe an imperfection or a difference at that time was, was probably one of my strengths and yeah. I can reflect on that now and that still happens in life. Uh, but with the, with some hindsight, I, I think I can kind of reshape how I see those types of situations. So even though that was what I deemed to be imperfect at, at one point, it's, it's not so much anymore. Boom, mic drop moment right there. Great answer. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what to say to follow that. But yeah, that's really cool. And how you've you said you've put a lot of thought into it and you've reverted it back to when you were younger. Um, but it, it's a good almost metaphorical scenario. So really cool. Appreciate that answer. Thank Why you. don't you tell uh, everybody where they can find you online, Chris, if they're interested in what you're doing and want to look you up. And maybe sure, your but... physical location too, once it comes to be. <laughs> sure. The The website's uh, loopywool.com. Uh, and I'm on Facebook, Loopy Wool Supply and Instagram, Loopy Wool Supplies. And uh, the address is on the Fredericton Road. The easiest way and how I will be describing it to people is it's two doors down from the Green Pig towards Salisbury. So you will be able to see the sign when you're coming towards the Green Pig. And um, so just about a minute off the highway in Salisbury. 
Really cool. And uh, there is a giveaway as well, but we'll um, put all of that. Oh, if you wanted to show something, that's fine too. Oh, okay, cool. Because I was going to say we can just put the post on uh, social media and whatnot, but you can uh, explain what it is if you'd like. Sure. So it's a complete rug hooking kit. It's got everything in there, a hoop and a, a hook, the backing, the cut wool strips, instructions. And I hadn't up until this uh, earlier today, I wasn't sure which kit I was going to do, but I'm actually going to make this sunflower into a kit. So it's going to be the sunflower kit. It'll be brand mm. new. It's not available yet. I, I want to win it. I, I yeah, We've that. had all these good things lately and I'm like, I want to win it. I'm going to get like a fake profile right I was just thinking maybe I could get like Eric to enter the contest for me I don't know but it's good timing too with the fall and the sunflowers and everything so that's really cool and I love I don't know if that's what your packaging is going to be like but I love the packaging in itself too the little kit in the bag yeah this is how my kits are currently packaged and I might do something a little more colorful for the new patterns but I haven't decided yet but it would be this at a minimum yeah. It's really, really cute. And makes a great gift if somebody wins yeah. it that doesn't want to learn hooking. <laughs> so even before your location is open, just so everyone knows, like those kits, um, yarn, wool, whatever they need, you um, they can just contact you through those uh, media outlets that you mentioned and you can hook them up. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, I the the online uh, shop I'm on Etsy as well but the online shop has basically everything that I offer right now perfect good all right well thank you so much Chris we really appreciate you taking the time today and uh, I guess I'll be I'll personally be looking <laughs> forward to coming into your shop once it's open and uh, we will get that giveaway started for some lucky winner not me sad face but anyway <laughs> Maybe come by and I'll give you a discount. Oh, that? okay. Okay. I see. I'll come too. <laughs> Great. Well, thank Alrighty. you so much, Chris. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast@outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week. week.